I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Hey, did you hear that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars? Oh my God, nobody's talking about it. I can't believe it. I, I'm going to say the joke that no one else has said yet, but that he's going to Bel Air now because of that incident. Oh, totally. I can't believe nobody thought of saying that's the one little fight that he got. And now his mama's scared. He's going to go live with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Yeah, wow. We're so original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Topical humor. Yeah, this is going to make this episode everlasting. This is the FBI's most unwanted, and I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Um, today we are talking about the premiere episode of season four. It is titled Heron Volk. It originally aired October 4th, 1996. It was directed by R.W. Goodwin and written by Chris Carter. Uh, this episode introduces the recurring character. It picks up uh, where the last season finale, Talitha Kumi, uh, left off. It introduces the character of Marita Covarrubias. So she's yeah. going to be important. And it actually, it introduces uh, some pretty important concepts for the rest of the series and for the, the movie. So Sweet. The first movie, not the second movie. The second movie doesn't have anything to do with anything. So, <laughs> uh, so just some. Oh, it also is the first uh, official appearance of Samantha Mulder. Uh, so that happened in this one, um, and I get. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's been other episodes where we see her in, like, flashbacks or anything. But this one, she's she's a, a like a character character, sort of. We'll talk about that. Um, Chris Carter was, like, yeah, she's an important element of the show. She's a part of the lifeblood of the series. Um, <clears throat> they did some... Uh, filming in fields, in ginseng fields, actually. That's kind of weird. Um, I, but uh, there's that. Da, 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 da. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Mm. Oh, yeah. Thousands of live bees were used during production. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of assumed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> whew. It says here, the understanding was that the bees would not sting without a queen present. However, this theory proved incorrect, and Vanessa Morley, who played the Samantha, Samantha Mulder, she was stung during filming. She kept quiet and did not react until the scene had finished filming. She did uh, apparently better than I would have, because I'm a bee. <laughs> exactly. I would have been like, ah, son of a... Uh, <laughs> um, and 
This is interesting. The cold open for the episode with multiple cloned boys was achieved with what they call motion control photography, allowing for two children to play all five children at once with multiple takes recorded of them in different positions with the camera controlled by a computer to follow the exact same motions for each take so they could be seamlessly composited together. Gotta love science and technology. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the title of the episode, Herrenvolk, comes from the German word for master race. Oof. Alrighty then. Yep, and the tagline for the episode is everything dies instead of the usual the truth is out there. Yeah, it like took and, me a moment for that. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yep, and also during the production of this, as I mentioned, uh, this ha- introduces stuff that is important in the movie. That's because Chris Carter had already begun pre-production phases of the movie. So, yeah. So this episode, like I said, it has a cold open, and it's a pretty kind of creepy cold open. It's a dude in rural Alberta, Canada. He's up a a telephone pole, and he's stung by a bee, and five identical boys just kind of approach and just stare up at him, just like these blank, creepy stares. They don't say anything. It looks like freaking Village of the Damned or Children of the Damned. A little village of the dam, little children of the corn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's just, all of a sudden, he, he, like, has a reaction. And he's, like, freaking out. And he falls off the foam pole and dies. And these boys just stare at him. And one of them kind of kicks him with his foot, makes sure he's dead. And they walk away. And that's the <laughs> cold open. So that's pretty good. Um, and then... We cut back to the scene from last season where Mulder and Scully are with Jeremiah Smith and the alien bounty hunter shows up and Scully like pulls her gun on him and Mulder's like, no, he's not after you. And he shoves Scully out of the way and Mulder and Jeremiah Smith run and they run up to a waterfront where there's a boat. And Mulder gets the drop on the bounty hunter and he stabs him in the neck with that alien weapon that supposedly kills them. And the bounty hunter falls down and Jeremiah Smith tries to get away in a boat. And Mulder's like, no, you have to come see my mother. You have to help me. So they both leave in the boat. (laughs) And Scully, she's there alone with the dead bounty hunter, except he's not dead when she approaches the body. He wakes up and chokes her, demanding to know, which I don't understand exactly. Like, the stiletto to the back of the neck is supposed to be how they die, so I can't remember... If they actually explain how he survived it or not. Yeah, it's not in the episode they explain how he survived it, but, like, we see other of the aliens get killed by that thing in the yeah, back of the it's neck. Yeah, like, um, if I remember correctly, it's like they kind of melt... Uh, mm-hmm. And in, like I kind of assumed he was yeah. he was gonna survive only because we well, his, saw that his green bump, blood yeah. starts coming out, bubbling out. Yeah, and then he gets but stuck then he back like in. sucks it back in somehow. <laughs> suck it in, uh, suck it. it. You know what it reminds me of is um, uh, I can't remember what movie it's actually from, but there's a GIF 
where there's the it's it's from a cartoon film and he's like get back in there tear and he oh, sucks his well it's from uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs that's right yeah. oh it's so get beautiful you get back in there tear <laughs> that's kind of what the blood going back in reminded me of i'm not dying today get back in there blood <laughs> Can you imagine um, if that was like a superpower, but you could only use that once? That would be weird. <laughs> you get shot or bleed out, and you're like, "No, not today!" You get back in there, blood, and you have to renounce and say it like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyway, uh, you know, he lets Scully go. He's not just going to kill her. He's like, "You're useless," and he lets him go. So. And I just realized that the one of the kids that plays one of the young blonde boys is named Sean Murphy. And now all I can think about is uh, the Sean Murphy that wrote uh, Batman the White Knight. And I'm same like, guy. It's it, the I'm same like, guy. I'm sure it's not. The, uh, that would be so freaking weird if it was. Oh, man. Do we get two because of the Eve 6 thing and now we just come across this and Sean Murphy's like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Oh, now I'm gonna have to find <laughs> out. Um, it does. Although it doesn't click through on uh, here on Wikipedia, it doesn't click through. So I'm assuming if it if it was him, because he's a comic book writer, he'd probably have his own page and it would click through. Um. So anyway, Mulder and Jeremiah Smith are on the boat and they're debating whether they should save, um, Tina. Uh. Fox's mom and Jeremiah Smith is basically just like if they know you're with me and they know that your mom is dying like they're gonna expect you to go there with me they're just gonna be waiting there <laughs> like I'm I'm with you they expect you to go there and Mulder's like yeah but I have to save her and he's like no <laughs> like they're, they're gonna be there so they start to head towards Canada in a stolen car. And here's where this episode starts to get a little, um... It's one of my major problems with lots and lots and lots of TV shows. And especially with, uh, portions of the X-Files. Jeremiah Smith is like, we're going to Canada because I have something to show you. <laughs> and I can't just tell you about it, I have to show you. <laughs> Like, this bugged me too for this episode. Uh, boy. And there's a lot of it in this. It's the but wait, there's more. Like, well, not just that, but like, just be on it. Like, tell people that don't hold things back. Don't talk in riddles. Don't just tell somebody some but shit. We, it, like, but it's for the audience. It's not for them. It's for us. Because now we're left in to be like, what? What is he talking about? What I is it? I know it is, but it bothers me <laughs> in like every TV show it happens in. It's a thing that bothers me. Anyway, uh, Smith basically is like, well, I know we're going to go to Canada. I have something to show you. Uh, I, I can show you where your sister is. So cut to the first elder and the smoking man. They're in Tina's hospital room. They are waiting for Mulder. They just like Jeremiah Smith said they would be. And uh, the first elder is like, you know, we have an information leak, and he shows 
the smoking man, the pictures of him with Tina. And the smoking man is like, well, who is it? And the first elder is like, I don't know, but there's one way to find out. And that's we're going to spread the rumor that we're going to kill Tina. And then Fox will definitely come running if he thinks that Tina is going to get killed by us. And we'll see who tells Mulder. <laughs> and so the bounty hunter, he finds out where Mulder is by he forces Scully to talk to Mulder and Mulder calls her because that's <laughs> although I do like she's she, he's like Scully where are you she's like sitting right <laughs> where you left me all alone by the boathouse um and so it's weird though because he like learns where she where Mulder is by listening to the phone call. Gets out of the car and before he even drives away in his Scully's own car, Scully's already Scully's like, like, "He's coming! He's she's coming again! He's coming for you, Mulder! He's coming! He's yeah. coming!" It's like he didn't realize that she was warning him. Like, okay, it makes, fine. Well, I'm assuming it's just because there's like, oh, he doesn't care. He'll find them no matter what kind of thing. Right? But it's He's still hilarious. Of, it's still hilarious, but you're right. It's it's really like he doesn't care, but it's still really funny. Um, so this is when Mulder, uh, when Scully, she goes back to Washington, and basically uh, Skinner tells her what she already knows because he's found out that there's all these other Jeremiah Smiths in all of these other uh, social security offices around the country and none of them have reported to work and he's like i don't know what's going on and so scully goes to uh agent pendrel and they are investigating all of the data that all the smiths were collecting at the social security agency and they're all encrypted and um <clears throat> They, they can't quite figure out what it is because it's all just a bunch of string of random numbers next to everybody's name. So Scully goes to Mulder's apartment and puts the X in the window. And X shows up and again, doesn't bother to give her... Any, like, he's like, oh, you're gonna... It's smallpox. He doesn't tell her the whole story. He just says it's part of the smallpox eradication yeah. program. Um... Which, okay, but, like, you clearly know everything about this. Just, and like you said, it's for the writing and everything, but it's just one of those fake drama mystery things that just, as a writing trick, bothers yeah, me Yeah, and because, so much. especially because when they were looking at all the data, it's like, well, how much data is there? And it's, like, enough to fill, like, at least ten, like, 70 gigabytes, some stupid number. Some, like, some of the biggest computers they had at the time. Yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah. cool, but why would they care about smallpox? And even X is just like, you can even tell on his face without even... Well, even later, even later, because then Scully, later on, gives this presentation to her superiors at the FBI, 
where she has a biopsy. Ta- and th- I'm skipping a part, but it, we might as well yeah. talk about it because she takes a biopsy of her smallpox scar where her vaccination went in, and she had, uh, I want to say, Agent Pendrel. Did it was the Pendrel. Same thing. It was Pendrel. Also gave, and they had like these weird. Um, it's a little bit uh, like a marker. Uh, it's sciencey, yeah. but yeah, it does come down to being like kind of like a tracking marker where she's trying to explain to them, look, we're being cataloged for something. And they're like, what? And she's like, I don't know. And they're like, well, by who? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you know who could have told her? <laughs> Fucking X. And then she wouldn't be standing there going, oh, uh, yeah. Well, because she's not wrong, that's exactly what's going on, is they're all being cataloged, but she can't even help herself further than we're being cataloged. Which is which is hilarious to think about, that she still went ahead and made this, like, presentation without, like, trying to figure out how to spin she, it for herself, at least. She sort of had enough information because she was trying to get them to investigate further and they clearly weren't going along with it which i also don't get like maybe i don't understand law enforcement well enough or whatever but if somebody's like hey somebody's like doing some sort of weird experimentation program on anybody that gets a smallpox vaccine then that seems like something worth looking into. Especially Skinner, because, like, he's been there for a lot of this stuff and has been, like, firsthand of what people will do. Do you think he would want to get a little bit more info on stuff like this? Yeah. It's weird. Um, meanwhile, in Canada, eh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. in Canada, buddy. Yeah, buddy, you're not my friend. Well, the bounty hunter certainly isn't that guy. Um, Smith and Mulder, their car runs out of gas. And they find the dead body of the man that fell off the telephone pole. They just happened to run out of gas. Well, I guess because they were almost where they were going anyway. And those boys walked back to wherever they were. But the, the guy, like, was rotting from out there. And he'd only been there... Mulder's like, he's only been here like two days or something like that, you know. And uh, they walk, and they find a field. Some crops are growing. And while out there tending the crops, Mulder sees uh, his sister, Samantha. And she hasn't aged a single day. He's like, this is impossible. Like, she looks exactly the same. Like, what is happening? And he runs down and turns out there's a lot of Samanthas. They're all clones of the original Samantha. And the there's a bunch of cloned blonde boys there, too. And they're drones, like worker bees. And they live in the field... By themselves. By themselves, because they're just drones, and they can't speak. And, again, Jeremiah Smith doesn't really explain anything besides, oh, they're out here, and they're drones, and they're clones, and they work in the field, and they can't speak. And it's like, Like, what's with the field? And it's just like, I don't know, you're going to have to wait. Ah, yep. So... 
they get a can of gas. They're going to go back and fill their car with gas. Uh, Mulder takes one of the female clones, and Jeremiah's like, don't do that. And he's like, fuck you. This is like a clone of my sister. I, this proves that there's something going on. This is evidence, yada, yada, yada. And the alien bounder hunter arrives in his car and chases them. And they run to a huge beehive, and Mulder dumps gas all over himself because Samantha and Jeremiah, they are immune to the bees, but Mulder is not. And so they go into this giant beehive, and they close the door, and the alien bounty hunter uh, chases them in, but he gets crushed by, they push like a gigantic, humongous honeycomb over on top of him, which makes the bees mad, and he gets stung by bees. <laughs> What's really funny and, about this whole thing is I just finished wa- rewatching The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage earlier. Stop <gasps> the bees! <laughs> uh, and then he chases them down again, and he plows their car <laughs> so off the road. It's so funny because he's on the phone at like a phone booth with scully being like yeah we we need someone to meet us at the airport i'm bringing uh smith and another person with me like we're we have something going on and he comes flying in on the in a van and and molders kind of just stands there for a minute yeah (laughs) it's a little um (sighs) actually kind of what it reminds me of is uh Oh my god, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Who, who, who do you think? The Libyans! <laughs> Back to yeah. the future. Uh, and um, Mulder says he's coming back and, and stuff. And meet him at his mom's uh, hospital room and everything. And um, basically, Mulder gets knocked unconscious. And the bounty hunter pursues jeremiah and then it cuts back to the hospital what about the clone the clone girl is she dead we don't really know just hear that scream and then that was it yeah that doesn't really come up um probably she's just taken back would be my guess back to the the farm uh well probably not even that but we'll talk about that part when we get to it um it cuts to the hotel, or the hotel, the hospital, uh, which is kind of like a hotel for sick people. Um, <laughs> uh, hospitals, hotels for sick people. You pay um, even more money than a hotel room. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Uh, and you know, Skinner and every Skinner and Scully and a bunch of other people are waiting because they really want to talk to Jeremiah Smith. And Scully's like, "No, no, like something went wrong." Even though, like, he's really late. He's, he didn't like trick us. Something happened, and Mulder comes in and he's all beaten up and everything. And they're like, "Oh my God, what happened?" He's like, "Screw you! Don't talk to me. I want to see my mother," because obviously now Jeremiah Smith is dead, and he thinks his hopes of his mother getting better are gone and he goes in and he you know is like sad that he couldn't uh save his mother um and so mean while that's going on it's back at Mulder's apartment and x shows yeah because the x is in the window and so he because the x is in the window 
But when he gets there, Mulder's door isn't even all the way shut. And so he, like, kind of, like, looks in, realizes that something's not right, walks back down to the elevator, and the door opens, and he gets shot. That's a long, that was, like, a long uh, shot of him bleeding out, too. Yeah, because then he crawls back down the hallway, he drags himself all the way back to Mulder's apartment, and he writes the letters S-R-S-G in blood before dying. And they mean Special Representative of the Security General of the United Nations. So Mulder uh, goes there and he meets Marita Covarrubias. Yeah. And uh, played by Lori Holden. We'll see her again uh quite a bit um and marita basically uh Covarubius, she basically says like look we found the fields that you were talking about uh but there's nobody there um like no bees no bees no no children or anything and the fields are like bare now but and she slides him a folder that's got the photos of the children in it, and it's another one of those, oh, it's not over. This one's better than the other ones, but it's like, we know more than than we know, and that kind of thing. And the hospital, or back, the, the, the episode ends, we go back to the hospital, and the smoking man is there, and the alien bounty hunter shows up over Mulder's mother. And it's a pretty good moment where you're like, oh, fuck, they're going to kill Mulder's mom. Yeah. Because the, the alien bounty hunter goes, tell me again why this needs to be done. And then it flips and the smoking man says, and you kind of realize what's going to happen when the smoking man says, because. Nothing's worse know- than a man who has nothing left to lose. Right. Nothing's worse than a man who has nothing left to lose, and you know that Mulder is important. And the alien bounty hunter heals Mulder's mother instead, and she wakes up. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to start the season. Like you said, like, a lot of cock-teasing of, like, but wait, there's more, especially with Smith being, like, when they first find the body... Of the yeah. of the electrician, are like, oh, but if you see this, wait till you see what we have over here, and it's just like, just yeah, okay, we get it. There's a lot. There's a lot of things in play. Just get to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, grade for this one. Um, I kind of by itself, I kind of give it in like B minus to a C plus mm. range. Yep. Because I just feel like if you like by itself it's just a lot of chaos. Yeah. I yeah, this one's kinda like a C for me. I don't I understand all the important things that show up in it, but at the same time I don't it, like I said, it's just got that thing that just drives me so nuts. Yeah. And, they just need the they're like, We have so much to do, but we need to fill out so many episodes. So, mm-hmm. like, cherry-pick uh, what we can for each one. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, so, I guess then we're going to move on. And I'll tell you that uh, next week's episode is not just famous. It is infamous. Ooh. And it is one of the... Ooh, because, because, I'll, I'll tell you why. It is the only episode of the X-Files to get a TVMA rating. <gasps> The parental guidelines system... Uh, oh, wait. Uh, no, it would have gotten... Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I got to check the dates here real quick. Oh, it would have gotten a TVMA at the time, uh, except the parental guidance system... The original air date of this of home was October 11th, and the um, parental guidance rating TV rating system debuted that December so it debuted a couple months later uh, uh, so but it would have had a T it, it would have had a TV MA um, it's one of the only ones that uh, uh, I don't think it was ever re-aired um, because of it's graphic and it's weird yes. and it's 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 I think you're really gonna like it it's the title of it is home it is really really good and I can't wait to talk about awesome. it. awesome I'm stoked so, already yep yeah so that'll do it for this time around Hell yeah later everyone later The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.